0: 2
1: Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 5, as will be today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 5. The Bible says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. In this one verse, we have both the poorest theme for a preacher and the best theme for a preacher. Amen. The poorest theme is ourselves. uh, While the best thing is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, a preacher without the anointing of God on him is nothing at all. He's just somebody trying to make himself a somebody. But he's really a nobody. But truthfully, we're all nobody. It's only all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so here we have the example, for we preach not ourselves. I have nothing to offer you. In other words, Paul says, all the wisdom of the world. And Paul was a very intelligent, very educated, came from a very uh, prestigious background. But Paul says, I've got nothing to offer you. What a great example. That is, all the worldly wisdom in the world will not be help you. but when you hear Christ, I like that, but it says but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servant for Jesus sake. It's all about Jesus. And there was some false teachers and they had a, a great habit as they do today, false preachers do, about preaching about themselves. Look at me, look who I am, look what I've done, look what I have. Well, Paul here separates himself from that company. He would not waste the people's time by preaching on a completely unworthy subject such as himself. And I am going to follow the Apostle Paul's example there and not preach on myself. Because me, in and of myself, I have nothing to offer you. But what I do have to offer you is God's holy word. Amen. That's what will change your life. That's what will help you. That's what will have you moving forward for the Lord. That's what will help you conquer those sins in your life. That's what's going to uplift you and edify you, amen, is God's holy word. There, there's a lot of worldly wisdom out there, and I can just tell you, it sounds good. It sounds smart. It sounds intelligent, but it's totally useless. Apart from God's holy word, it is completely useless because, see, the the god's word has the power to cut to the joint and to the marrow and to the heart and has the power to change the heart of a person. And once you do that, everything else will take care of itself. You know when you go to fix a problem, if you only treat the symptoms, if you have pain all over and all you ever do is take, take painkillers and you never actually find the source of the problem, you're never really going to fix that problem and i can tell you ladies and gentlemen the lord jesus christ goes right to the source and the source is your heart and he can give you a new nature new desires amen so paul's theme was christ jesus the lord and he sought to bring men and women to the saving knowledge of jesus christ then the next step is that listen there's another step beyond that you get saved you get born again the holy spirit takes up residence but did you know there's a step beyond that and that's the Fully give yourself and your will over to God and fully serve him. That's right. Once you're saved and born again, you have another decision to make. And that's to totally turn yourself fully, completely over to him. And also turning your own will, your own wants, your own ways over to him. I've often told young people that you can't be anything you want to be, but you can be all that God wants you to be. Amen to that, and that's to us too, adults. We can't do and be anything we want to be, but we can do everything that God wants us to do. Amen? Because He'll make the way. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the power. He'll open the doors. He'll fund the project. Amen? And so once you're saved, make sure that you have fully surrendered yourself over and let me just tell you that's easier said than done because i'm here to tell you that your own self-will is stronger than you can ever imagine yourself will always want to put itself first isn't it funny how when the devil comes and whispers something in your ear he always uses yourself they never did that for you they never said something good about you they never went there for you then it's always going to come back to that. Why? Because he knows he's going to use that your own selfish nature against yourself because that dirty, rotten, dirty devil is very deceitful. And so make sure you've taken that next step. Fully give yourself and your will over to serve God and serve him fully. So the apostle introduced himself as a servant a servant for Jesus' sake, but he is, he's a slave, but he's a willful slave. I willfully submit to you. I want to do your work. And so doing, he effectively hid himself in that background in that verse. He was only a slave, ready to help in any way that he could bring men or women to the Lord Jesus Christ. So in that verse, Paul kind of hides himself. Listen to it again. For we preach not ourselves, It ain't about me. I got nothing for you. I can't do anything for you. I don't even have any good wisdom. But Jesus Christ the Lord, he says, and ourselves, your servants for Jesus' sake. It's all about Jesus' will. It's all about his wants and all about his ways. Paul said, I can only do what he wants me to do. I'm simply his servant. Amen to that. And that's all that me and you can be also. And just like a loving parent, listen to me, just like a loving parent always has their child's absolute best interest in mind, God is the same way. Many times we look at something and say, God, you know, I saw what you did for them, but you haven't done that for me. God, I saw the door that you opened for them, but you hadn't done that for me. God, I saw where you but hold on a minute. You're not them you're you and god knows you better than you know yourself so maybe he hasn't yet but maybe he will in the future maybe it's you maybe you're not ready for it maybe he's getting you ready like he did with many of his servants in the bible like he did with joseph for many years he was in turmoil and sold as a slave went to prison And the whole time, God was getting him ready to be the second most powerful man on the planet at the time, leading a nation. God may have you in that situation, and you wonder, why, Lord? And God says, because I have you in my leadership training program, just like he did with Joseph. Look with me now in 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 6, our next verse. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Don't you like that? That God has full power over even the light. It says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. God has full and complete control of everything except your free will. He gives you free will and He wants you to choose Him. Amen? Salvation, saved, born again, redeemed, bought by the blood of the Lamb, overcomer, convert. All these are words that we use to say that I am a child of God, that my name is written In the Lamb's book of life. All these are words to show that I belong to God. If you notice, I didn't use the word believer in there. Because believer, well, you say, well, I believe in God. Well, you and the devil got something in common because the devil believes in God too. And so the demons and they tremble. Just believing there's a God is not enough. The Bible says that ye must be born again. So Paul here compares the conversion of a sinner to the entrance of a light at at the dawn of creation, like in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Originally, God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. God said, let there be light, just as He does as He shines through His Son, that every man may have light on his heart. Now, they may reject that light, but I guarantee you at some point, and their life. God is going to show them that they're a sinner and need of a savior, that there is a thrice holy God, even a Godhead, so that they are without excuse, the Bible says. Don't you love that question? Well, what about the the the, the guy in the jungle that's never seen a missionary, never read a Bible, never heard of the Bible says that the, the all the earth and the heavens cry out that there's a Father, Son, there's a Holy Ghost. Hey, that a person must be saved? The Bible says that they are without excuse. Not one person is going to stand in front of God and have an excuse as to why they rejected his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says. Not one. But here's the real question that you ask them Well, you're not that person, you're you. You have a Bible. You've heard the preacher. What are you going to do with the Lord Jesus Christ? And so Paul in this verse, as he's talking about God command the light, now Paul's saying here that the same God who commands light to shine out of the darkness commanded that the light be shown on our hearts. And that, that is beautiful, ladies and gentlemen, that God loves us enough to shine His light on our heart. And when God created the earth, He commanded the light to shine. But with us, God Himself, shines into our hearts how much more personal is that because it is a personal relationship you see when God commanded the sun to shine it shined on everything but when God commanded his son to shine on your heart you have to accept it you have to have a personal relationship with his son you're not going to go to heaven because your mom and daddy was saved. You're not going to go to heaven because your daddy was a pastor or a preacher. You're not going to go to heaven because your grandparents were saved. No, the only reason you'll get in heaven is because you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So God originally created man as an innocent being, but sin came in, and with that came darkness. So as the gospel is preached, the Spirit of God moves on that person's heart that they might be born again that they might get saved as he moved as the spirit of god moved on the face of the deep at when creation happened god shines in the heart of a person showing him that he's a guilty sinner and needs a savior let me just tell you ladies and gentlemen a person cannot get saved anytime they want you cannot get saved without the holy spirit convicting you and drawing you and wooing you it worries me when a person thinks they can get saved whenever they want or get right with God whenever they want because there may come a time where the Holy Spirit doesn't convict them anymore. So you can't just get saved anytime you feel like it. You must answer the call that God puts on your heart, that conviction. It's the wooing and the drawing of the Holy Spirit, amen? The material creation of Genesis began with light so also does a, a spiritual creation, a spiritual birth. God shines in our heart by the Holy Ghost and then spiritual life begins. God doesn't shine in our heart simply to give us this knowledge, but rather that we might have it and give it out to others. We're not the end of it. We're just the conduit of it. With our blessing, we're supposed to bless others. Amen? To tell them what God has done for us. Verse number seven, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You could say treasures in jars of clay. That, that's what it is. But listen, it says in verse seven, but we have this treasure in earthen vessel. Having spoken of the obligation to make the message plain, Paul here now thinks of a a human instrument, us, me and you, that we're made from the ground, we're made from dust, just as clay is. But yet, the wonderful gospel treasure is hidden inside of us. And you wonder why God allows bad things to happen? Well, if you were to take a light bulb and stick it inside of a clay pot and put a lid on it, nobody would see that light. It wouldn't shine too much. You you may tell there's something in there because it gets warm or maybe just a little glimmer at the top of the lid, but you really wouldn't see it. But if you took a hammer and you cracked that clay pot, man, that light could shine through big time, couldn't it? The treasure is the glorious message of the gospel and it's inside. And then somehow, ladies and gentlemen, that I can't completely and fully understand comprehend and our brokenness and God allows things to come into our life as Satan attacks us just as you could crack a clay pot with a light bulb inside of it that's when that light can really shine through there is something so powerful when something bad happens and people still say I trust God I trust God. I trust God. God is still in control no matter what. I got cancer and I'm dying. I've lost my child. My spouse left. All these bad things happen, but God is still in control and I still trust him. Boy, that light can shine through like brighter than it ever has before. Because of that crack, because of the hurt, because of the wound, because of what has happened, God can use that to shine out to the world, the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me. You are that earthen vessel that has a treasure inside of it, the wonderful gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, God deliberately commits the gospel message to weak and often uncomely human beings. Why? So that all the praise and all the glory must go to the creator and not the creature. When something so powerful comes out of something that is so broken and so messed up, you know that the power is from an outside source and the same with a Christian that has the Holy Spirit living within them. And they get cracked and they get beaten, they get stepped on, they get stomped on, they get run over and they got cracks all over them. But that the gospel the glorious message is shining through all those cracks so we have this treasure in earthen vessels the bible says why that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us the light doesn't come from you it just shines through you in that earthen vessel amen make sure that we're praising god in those times I want to read to you something by somebody named Jowett says, There's something wrong when the vessel robs the treasure of its glory, when the casket attracts more attention than the jewel which it bears. There is a very perverse emphasis when the pitcher takes second place to the frame, and when the silverware which is used at the feast becomes a substitute for the meal. There is something deadly in Christian service when the excellency of the power is of us, and not of God. Boy, that's a wonderful way to look at it, isn't it? It's like putting a precious jewel in a casket, and then the casket gets all the attention. The casket doesn't deserve the attention, but the jewel does. Our Master does. God does. Jesus does. He deserves all the attention. Verse number 8, Paul says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. So what, what side did Paul say he was having trouble on? Well, it says we are troubled on every side. So if you ever wonder, man, I, every which way I look, I'm having problems. My personal life, my home life, my work life, my family life, my extended family life, church life, every which way I'm, I'm having problems. Paul says you and him got something in common. Listen to what he says in verse eight. We are troubled on every side every side yet not distressed we're perplexed but not in despair so paul now goes on to explain that because the treasure has been committed to earth and vessels Uh, There might be seeming defeat in one hand, yet perpetual victory in the other. I might be hurting in the physical, but in the spiritual, I have already won because I have the Lord Jesus. I may be getting beat up, torn up, run over in the physical world, but in the spiritual, I am strong and mighty in the hands of God. There is weakness to all outward appearance, but in reality, there's incomparable strength to the inside. To the spiritual life. And you remember what we talked about in the last message. That that's really where it's at. That's really where the battle's out. Can you expect the devil to attack you physically? Yes. Maybe with sickness. Maybe he'll use other people to attack you. Maybe physically. Maybe uh, mentally. Uh, whichever way the devil can, he's going to attack you. Why? So that he can hurt your spiritual, spiritual walk. The spiritual side of on you but paul says you can still be attacked physically all over all these bad things happen he said i'm trouble on every side but my spiritual life is strong. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that's where the real battle is at. It's the real battle is the spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You fight and you win your battle on your knees. And in God's word, that is where it's at. That is where you get your strength. So when he says we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed, he means that he is constantly pressed. And he was by adversaries and difficulties and hurts and, and pains and, and beatings. Yet he was not He was never completely hindered from preaching the gospel. Even when he was locked up, even when he was cast out, even when he was in chains and shackles, even when he was beaten. Him and Silas, Paul and Silas were beaten and put in the inner prison, yet they were singing praises to God. And a jailer got saved because of their attitude, because of the way that they acted in those hard times. As a matter of fact, the jailer flat out asked him, what must I do to be saved? You see, in that hard times, they were cracked, but that light was shining through the gospel was. And that man saw that. And he said, I don't have that. I don't have peace like that. I don't have anything. I want that. That's what he saw. And so he just flat out asked him, what must I do to be saved it says in that verse they were perplexed but not in despair you know from the human standpoint paul often did not know there could be possibly uh any more difficulties in his life it's like my goodness how bad can it truly get but yet the lord never allowed him to reach the place of despair He never allowed him to reach the place where he couldn't proclaim the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was never brought into a narrow place from which he couldn't escape. But even if they take his life, so what? You're going to threaten me with heaven? Just go right ahead. I know where I am going praise God we live in America we don't see much of that here I know other countries do I know I think it's 54 countries it's illegal to have a bible and they feel this more than me and you can ever imagine verse number nine he says persecuted but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed persecuted but not forsaken Paul could feel the breath of the enemy breathing down his neck as I know that you can many, many days. He was struck down. He's not destroyed. Paul means that many times, seriously, he was wounded in action. Yet the Lord still allow him to do his work. We wonder why the Lord allows the servants to go through such testing and such trials. We would think that, God, if I could do so much more for you, if you would smooth out the road in front of me, and all these things wouldn't happen, and you just let me have a good, easy life. But the Scripture teaches the exact opposite. The Scripture teaches that when you're cracked and when you're broken, when you're hurt, when you're done wrong, when you're run over, that's when you are the strongest in the Lord. That's when God can use you the most. Amen? And so we must, we must, must keep that in mind. That man, if God has allowed this, God must want to use this in my life. God, in His marvelous wisdom, sees fit to allow a servant to be touched by sickness, sorrow, affliction, persecution, difficulties, and distress, and all are designed to break that earthen pitcher, so that the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ can shine greatly through you and your life. Amen.
0: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida 34451 That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida 34451 For a gift of $10 or more we will send you a booklet Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows Tune in every Sunday morning at 8am to hear a message from our preacher Mike Sadler You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176.